Welcome to this week's podcast from Terrelgan City Church. We hope this message transforms and equips you to reach out. For more information about what's happening at TCC, head to mytcc.com.au or check us out on Facebook. We hope you enjoy this message. So I'm going to just pray right now. Um, Who's come ready to receive from him today? Who wants God to speak into their life today? You know, I know for me, I'm a little bit weary this Christmas season. A little bit weary. You know, there's so much that goes on in, in the lives of those that we love that we can carry this emotion and, and this burden. Um, but I'm so thankful that as I listen to the Christmas carols, that through them all, throughout all of them, there's a common theme. And the theme is that Jesus has come and that He's our Saviour and that He's here for you and He's here for me. And the common theme is that He is our peace and that He is our joy. And so often in this Christmas season, we can have our joy stolen, we can have our peace stolen, and we can be in this many hectic, crazy state. But I love the gathering because in the gathering, we can come and we can refocus and we can reset and we can say, Jesus, I'm here for you. You know, I say every year that Christmas is the, my most favourite time of the year. And, um, but I also think that for some reason, Christmas tends to be the hardest time of the year too. So many things happen in people's lives, as I mentioned. And sometimes there's those people that we are missing at Christmas time, our loved ones. Sometimes it can feel lonely. And for some reason, in December, life just goes off its head for some reason. And I wonder if it is because there's this battle going on of light versus darkness. And the light has come to overcome and push out darkness. And I love that. You know, I was reminded just this week, as those of you who've seen our Christmas lights uh, throughout the week, I was fixing up the snowman out the front and fixing the tinsel, making sure it looked correct. And I just felt the heaviness of everything that was going on in my life, the heaviness of our family, the heaviness of of people close to me that are going through things. And I just felt that weight as I'm putting tinsel on the snowman. And as I looked over, it was like God just decided at that very moment to put a massive rainbow from one side of the heavens to the other. As I looked up and I seen this incredible rainbow and I remembered, and God, it's like God spoke to me and said, I am faithful to my promises. I am faithful and my promise stands for all time. And so here I am doing tinsel around the snowman, bawling my eyes out, um, you know, having a moment going, thank you, God, for reminding me. Because a snowman has actually got nothing to do with Christmas. But here I am reminded of the promise, promises of God. He loves you. You know, it's interesting where there's a Christmas tree, there's a star on top. 
And you can see oh, there's a star on both of the top. Thanks, Mel, for getting this one up here because uh, somebody couldn't reach. But there's a star on top. When decorating the tree at home this year, in the couple of days before we put the Christmas tree up, the boys were fighting over who's going to put the star on top of the Christmas tree. I don't know what, where this come from in there. And Sam's going to Charlie, well, are you going to put it on the Christmas, top of the Christmas tree? He's like, no, I'm going to put it on top of the Christmas tree. And then Harry's like, no, I'm going to put it on the top of the Christmas tree. And so then we were putting the Christmas tree up. The star didn't actually go on because there was too many fights going on. So we had to wait for Jono to come home. And then what Jono had to do, because there was fights amongst the three boys, he had to lift each of them up and give each of them a go of putting the star on top of the Christmas tree. Then one would get down and then the other one would hand the star to the other person, to the other kid, and they would reach up. And Sam, you know, obviously being the heaviest, I picture, picture Jono like trying to, you know, hoik him up to the top of the tree to put the uh, star on. And it was, it's just ironic that they actually didn't put the star on because it just kept falling off. So, but there was this fight over the star. And I think there's something going on with the star is that there's an, important, there's an important message that comes with the star that goes on top of the tree. And maybe the boys knew that and they, God wanted to highlight that to me this year. But as I was thinking about this re- recently, I began to think there really is something about that star. The star that we put on the top of the Christmas tree represents the star of Bethlehem that led the wise men to Jesus. We can see that in Matthew 2, if you've got your Bibles with you. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem during King Herod's reign, a band of scholars, wise men, arrived in Jerusalem from the east. They asked around, where can we find and pay honour to the newborn king of the Jews? We observed a star in the eastern sky that signalled his birth. We're on a, a pilgrimage to worship him. I look at that scripture and see the wise men observed a star that signaled to them that Jesus is here, that he is real. This this saviour that you've heard about for such a long time, he's here. The star signaled to them, Jesus is here, he is real. And because of that signal, they set off on a journey to find him. God sent a special star to guide them. And you know what? I think God does that in our lives too. He does that in our lives too, that He sends us signals to say, I'm here and I want to guide you in your life. And I want to speak to you and I want you to hear from me. He sends us a signal. He sends us signals to say, I'm here and guides us to Jesus. You know, this happened to me when I was 14, just a few years ago. I had grown up, I grew up in church with my parents and for those that know my testimony, you would know that I turned 14 and for some reason I was, I was at this conference with, a youth conference with my friends and I was telling them all, Jesus is not real, it's just something that I've been doing because my parents have lived that way. And so then I went to the conference that night and I was still like, Jesus, you're not real. And then the guy, the preacher spoke and said, Um, For anyone who believes that Jesus is not real, I want you to pray this prayer, Jesus, show me you are real. And so I was like, how did God know that? I've had exactly what I was saying to my friends right in that moment. And I just said, all right, Jesus, show me that you are real. 
And I cannot explain the experience that I had other than the presence of God falling upon my life in such a way that I could not stand. It was like a lightning bolt went through my body and Jesus was like, see, I'm real. And ever since then, from the moment, from that moment, there has been no denying for me that Jesus is real. I've had hard times, I've had hard things go on in my life, but I always will go back to that day, that one moment where God showed up into, in my life. He signaled to me, I am real, I am here, and I'm gonna guide you for the rest of your life. So it doesn't matter what anybody will say to me, I know that I know that I know that He is real. And there's no denying it because this is my experience. I cannot explain why it felt like a lightning bolt going through my body and I ended up over there on the floor. I can't explain it. And I didn't get injured. Like, that's just crazy. He signaled to me that he is real and that he loves me. And my life was never the same. God sends us signals to lead us to where Jesus is. And you know, we're all on a different journey of faith here today. We're all at at different points in our journey. But He sends us signals to say, I'm here and I'm with you and I want to help you and I want to guide you just as we see the star did for these wise men, led them to Jesus. And you know what? We may not get that neon light. You know, sometimes we want God to show up with a neon light. This is exactly what He wants us to do. Do this. And you're like, there's a sign in this. Like we want Him to literally get His finger out and draw a signal in the sky that's lit up in pink or whatever your favourite colour is to say, this is what you need to do. God doesn't do that. We go on a journey with Him of lots of little steps of obedience along the way. And he'll signal to you, hey, I'm here. When you're in that crushing moment of anxiety and depression, I found myself there. I would sing, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. He was with me, sending me a signal of a song that I learned in Sunday school. He was with me, guiding me. And he continues to guide me and he continues to guide you wherever you find yourself in life today, whatever struggle you find yourself in right now in this moment, Jesus is guiding you. And he's signaling to you this Christmas, I am here. I am with you. I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. He's signaling to you today to tell you I'm not still in a manger, but I grew up and I lived and I died and I was raised to life for you and for me. This is the Jesus that we serve. He knows our pain because He went through excruciating pain on the cross. He knows every agony, agony, every struggle that you will face. He knows. He knows. And I'm so thankful that I follow a God who will guide me. And I follow a Jesus who understands pain, who understands agony, who understands suffering because He walked those very things. We don't serve a God who doesn't understand. We serve a Jesus who knows. And if you ask him today, he will show you the way.
Matthew 7, verse 7, Jesus says this, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. The wise men had a signal of a star that Jesus had been born. And because of that signal, they set out on a journey. They set out to find Him. They stopped at nothing. And sometimes we need to have a determination in our life that we are not gonna let the things of life crush us, but we're gonna continue on our journey with Jesus. Nothing's gonna take me out because I tell you there's a darkness that wants to shut you down and wants to shut you out. And Jesus come to say, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. And so guess what? We don't have to sit in darkness. We don't have to sit with these things oppressing us, but we can rise up with Jesus who is the light of the world. And guess what that light does? It overcomes the darkness. I am thankful that Jesus came and that He lived and that He died and that He rose rose to life so that I can have eternal life that you can have eternal life. And you know what? That is the ultimate goal. That is the ultimate message that no matter what we go through here on earth, we have eternal life for those who accept Jesus as Lord and Saviour. And so our pain and our suffering and the things that we go through is momentary. Life but a breath eternity with Him. And so that's why we need to ensure that we're listening, that we're watching, that we're seeing the signals that Jesus gives to us. The wise men had a signal of the star that Jesus had been born. And because of that signal, they set out on a journey. They got the signal that Jesus was here and real. And they set out on a journey to find Him. As we've seen in the Scripture, they observed the star in the sky They started a journey. You know, when I looked up the word pilgrimage, I can't really say it. Is that how you say it? Um, it says things like expedition, mission, trip, journey, excursion. Who wants to go on excursion? Any teacher here is like, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> or a journey, you know. I think about the star and how it represents Jesus today. We're all on different stages We're all at different stages in our journey into Jesus. And I'll tell you, that is okay. You do not have to be at the same same level as what someone else is journeying. It's it's that's not how it works. And we can compare and we can look to others, but you've got to stay in your lane and you've got to run your race and you've got to go on your journey, your journey with Jesus. Did you know that the wise men didn't actually visit Jesus at the manger on the night he was born? As the nativity traditionally shows, research suggests the wise men reached Bethlehem about two years after the birth of Jesus. So there you go. Jesus, Mary and Joseph were now in a house and they weren't in a stable. Two years would have been quite the journey. You know, they were on camels, I think, is what the nativity depicts. Can you imagine two years on a camel? Yeah, exactly. I can't imagine two hours either. It would be dreadful. Um, 
I've got down here in my notes, you know, I can imagine there would be some, uh, some interesting things that happened along the way, you know. One of the camels broke down. Maybe they ran out of water. Uh, they had arguments about which way the star was directing them. No, it's saying this way. No, it's, we've got to go that way. No, and if I look at my map, and the, can you imagine? Anyone had our GPS argument before? I had, a, I had an argument with a GPS last night as I went to see my sister at the Hillsong Spectacular. And I was like, no, that's not the way I want to go. And I ended up going over the Westgate Bridge. And who knows that once you get onto the Westgate, there ain't no turning around. You got to go across the Westgate and then you got to come back across the Westgate. And I was like, boys, we're going across the bridge. <laughs> and they were like, wow, mum, this is a cool bridge. I'm like, I thought you would like it. Uh, that's what I had planned. But, you know, we can have, you, there would have been arguments that would have broke out. Um, and, you know, I don't know, there would have been fights that would have broken out, I would imagine, against these very wise men. You know, my husband, uh, Jono, he's up the back there, most of you know him, are quite the experts at this. We have great arguments whilst we're travelling. We've just spent, uh, you know, four or five weeks on the road in our van. There was a few moments there where I just had to go and be on my own um, because, you know, we would break out in arguments. But I remember a couple of years ago, and some of you would have heard this story, that uh, John and myself and the kids decided to drive to Queensland for our leaders' conference. And so the trip took 24 hours in the car. And if you know John, it's like if you're going to get there, you've got to just get to the destination. No stops. Toilet stops are very minimal. Um, you just got to get there. And so we spent a lot of time in the car as we were just arriving in Coffs Harbour for our first stop. The air conditioner died on us. And uh, we thought, well, it should be all good. We've stopped for the night. Hopefully it'll be good tomorrow. And as you start to head up that way, it gets a bit uh, stuffy and hot. As we got in the car the next day and headed for the Gold Coast, still no air conditioning. So it was getting stuffy and hot. We were talking about what we could do. In Jono's mind, he was already onto it. But me, I was like, what about this? Let's call ahead to, to the Gold Coast and see if they've got the part. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's. And so I kept going on apparently. Um, <laughs> and so I've got, I, as we were traveling, I just kept trying to come up with solutions. And uh, he, the, in the end, Jono just said, can you leave it to me? I'm thinking about what to do. And, said, and then he said, I kept going and I just kept going. I thought I was helping, but apparently no, I was going on like a yapping dog is what he said to me. <laughs> it's like, can you just stop? You're going on like a yapping dog. And I thought to myself, okay, so I'm a yapping dog. We're just going to sit in silence for the next three hours. You don't want to hear from me? Fine. I'm not going to yap no more. Um, and so for three hours, I was angry, you know, and I didn't talk to him. He said, oh, I'm sorry for calling you a yapping dog. I just stared at him like, I am not forgiving you. And I was just like, we're going to drive in silence and you can enjoy my silence and my, my face because my face said everything. And so as we did that, you know, I come about three hours later and I thought, oh, I better forgive him. You know, it's a bit boring being in silence. And so I decided, I said, I'm sorry. He said, I'm sorry. And at that very moment, the air conditioning came back on. 
And so Jono, in all his goodness, said to me, see, God was telling you something. You should have done that three hours ago. <laughs> and luckily for us, I'm like, I'm not sitting in three hours for another silent, another silent. I'm like, yeah, maybe God was trying to tell me something. But literally, as soon as I decided in my heart to forgive him, the air conditioning came back on like that. So just, you know, if you ever lose your air conditioning and you get mad at your husband, forgive them quickly and you'll be good. You'll be back in the air conditioning. But we both just laughed. But, I just, you know, we all have different journeys. And our journey to Jesus, sometimes there can be bumps in the road. On our journey to Jesus, there can be bumps. There can be um, what we feel like stops and waits and hard times. And we may question and wonder, is He here? Is He with me? Is He even real? But if you would ask Him, He will show you. If you ask Him, He will show you. Some of us can feel, hey, I've arrived. I've arrived. Some of us can feel miles away from Jesus. Some of us can feel a little lost. Some may feel like they know where they're heading. We can all be at different spots on our journey. But the one thing that never changes and stands for all time is the birth of Jesus. It stands just as the bright star in the sky and says, I came for you. I came for you. I came for you. The good news is that when the wise men set out on their journey to find Jesus... They found Him. That's the good news. That if you seek Jesus, you will find Him. If you ask, you will receive. If you knock, the door will be opened. And so whatever you're facing this Christmas, whatever you're facing, Jesus can be found. Jesus is real. Jesus is with you. It doesn't matter where you're at on your journey. It doesn't matter if you feel like you're miles away from God or if you're really close. You know, Jesus wants you to know just as a, the star in the sky signal is signaling to you today, Jesus wants relationship with you. And sometimes if I'm honest in my relationship with Jesus, I can feel distant. But it only takes one moment to fix my eyes on Him and run the race that's marked out for me as a reminder, Jesus came for us. The good news is that if you seek Him, you will find Him. Matthew 2 verse 9 says, Instructed by the king, they set off. Then the star appeared again. And the same star that had been seen in the eastern skies, it led them on until it hovered over the place of the child. They could hardly contain themselves. They were in the right place. They entered their house and saw the child in the arms of Mary, his mother, overcome. They kneeled and worshipped him. And then they opened their luggage and presented gifts, golden frankincense and myrrh. Has God been sending out a signal to you to say, I'm here, I'm real, and I love you? Is He asking you to set out on your journey towards Him? Is He asking you if you're feeling distant to come close? 
draw near to Him and He will draw near to you. There's a song by Mariah Carey and the song is called The Star. It says, One dark night, someone said, follow the light. So you look up and see the word that's written upon the sky. Strong and wise, keeping the Lord as your guide. And through the doubt, you realise He's with you all the while. Follow that star above you, should the world try to break you down. There is one who waits for you, though you can't see Him now. Thunder and rain surround you, but His love's just a breath away. If you follow your heart, follow the light, follow that star. This Christmas be reminded that you are loved and when you seek Him, you will find Him. What is your response to Jesus today? Have you made room for Him in your life? Prepare Him room. Prepare Him room. Prepare Him room in your life today. We can get so busy with everything else, but the one thing that matters is our relationship with Jesus. And I want to remind you of that today. What will your response be to Him today? God in His grace and mercy sent Jesus for each of us and each and every one of us so that we may know new life, so that we may know Him as a Saviour, that we may not know religion. Hear me that we may not know religion, but that we would know relationship with Him. It's not about religion. It's not about what we can do because Jesus has already done everything for us. And what's the difference between all the other gods that we hear about is that Jesus came down from heaven. He left His spot and He came down to meet you. You don't have to go to meet Him. He's come to meet you. That's the difference. You don't have to climb the ladder. Jesus climbs down. Jesus comes to you. If you want relationship with Him, then I'd love to lead you in a simple, powerful prayer of asking Him into your life today. Or maybe you wanna take a moment to recommit your life to Jesus. Maybe you haven't been following Him as you would like. Take a moment this Christmas to make room for Him and put Him first and put Him where He needs to be at the forefront of your life. That's where He deserves to be. And so if you wanna say this prayer, you may be saying it for the first time or maybe you wanna recommit your life to Him today. Wherever you're at on your journey, that is okay. We're gonna say this prayer together right now. Dear Jesus, Today I give You my life. I choose You as my Lord and Saviour. Forgive me of all my wrongdoing. You are my Lord and King. I wanna follow You the rest, all the days of my life. Today I surrender all. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Jesus, we thank You today. For those of us in the room that maybe said that prayer for the first time or maybe recommitted our lives afresh to You today, 
I pray, God, that you would show up in a real way in each and every person's life in this room today. That Holy Spirit, you would come and that you would minister in a way that only you can do. You know each person's struggle. You know what they're facing. You know their joy. You know their pain. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that right now you would meet them. You would meet them right now and that you would show them your amazing joy. You would show them that you are the Prince of Peace and that you would show them that there is restoration in the name of Jesus. For those that maybe are struggling with the heaviness of depression and anxiety in the room, I pray right now that they would be released by the power of Jesus your name, people will be set free from those oppressions right now. I pray for those in the room that have sickness in their body. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that they would be released and healed and restored in Jesus' name. God, I pray that You would meet us today. As we've said, we're gonna make room for You, Jesus. We're going to make room for you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope that you've been challenged and inspired. For more information about Tarelgan City Church, check out mytcc.com.au.